Hello! Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon, though it may not quite sound like it because I have a cold. I'm sorry. Today's story is called The Soothsayer's Fire, an adaptation of an Aesop's fable written for you by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Aria Rose and the rest of the Connor family from Florida, Jethro, Atticus, and Vigo and their family from Iowa, Allison and Nathan and their family from Newton, Massachusetts, and Carrie Camel and Zachy Freeze and their family. Thank you so much, Zachy Freeze, Carrie Camel, Nathan, Allison, Vigo, Atticus, Jethro, and Aria Rose. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or just tell a friend about us. You can also check out all of our merch, available at storiespodcast.com shop. If you would like to receive a thank you in a future episode, head over to patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. The Soothsayer's Fire Come one, come all, my astral wanderers, my mystical children. The songs of the stars resonate in the ears of me, the miraculous, the mellifluous, the momentous Madame Madone, the soothsayer. The strange, booming voice seemed to carry to all corners of the farmer's market, heads turning like flowers to the sun. Fortunes told, tomorrow predicted. Palms read so expertly you'll think I wrote them. I will trace your luck lines, life lines, death lines, form a line right over here. Hurry now, just a dollar to learn your fate. A boy named Randy craned his neck, trying to get a better look at Madame Madone around all the stalls selling fruits and vegetables. His was a quiet town, and while travelers came to the farmer's market on occasion, They usually had nothing more exciting to offer than quilts and turnips. Sometimes his mom's friend old Maggie would read things in the stars, but this? This was something altogether different. That's right, my spirits of the white knight. It's a dollar only for Madame Madone to ever so tenderly peel back the gauzy veil that shades this world from the next and give you a peek. That's right. The line starts there. No cutting now. You'll rile the dark humors, which is not what you want when Saturn is visiting Mars in the third house. Best believe, Madame Madone. His view frustrated by the gathering crowd of curious adults, Randy stood on the counter of his own stall. He was selling his parents' famous pickles, and he had to be careful for the rattling glass jars. That's right, Madame Madone cried, hands on her temples. From atop the counter, Randy finally got a clear look at her. She was a slight woman, face shrouded by long blue silver hair. She wore a riot of robes, fabrics twisted and knotted together, mystic circles printed on silk and golden pyramids embroidered about the cuffs. When she lifted her right hand, a blue light whistled from her robe and shot into the air, exploding in a shower of indigo sparks. That's right! Oh, the stars align strongly here! She rocked back on her heels, settling into a canvas chair she had propped up in her market stall. Next to it was a small table covered in cones and sticks of colored incense and strange teardrop matches. 
I hear the music of the spheres. The stars are an opera singing me the story of your futures one at a time now. And please don't press too close. My dark prophecies are only fit for the ears they're tuned to. A soothsayer must be careful now. Randy laughed to himself. No one in his village would believe that this woman could really see the future. Surely they'd all laugh her out of town. To the boy's immense surprise, some people laughed, but many others crowded forward. They pulled out their dollars and formed a line starting at Madame Madone's little table. Randy couldn't believe it. These were grown-ups. The soothsayer set up a second chair and motioned for the first in line to take a seat. Later, Randy didn't even remember leaving his parents' pickle table. He didn't remember wandering across the farmer's market, and he definitely didn't remember walking up to Madame Madone's little stall. What are you all doing? He said to the line of people. Have you all gone crazy? There's no way this lady can see the future. The people in line fidgeted awkwardly, but the soothsayer herself answered him. Such a small child to know so much about the world. How are you to say that I can't see the future written in the stars or know the day you die by tasting a drop of your blood upon a nettle? She struck one of those strange matches on her own fingernails, and the crowd ooed as it flared up an unearthly blue. She touched the flame to the incense, and it began to smoke and smolder. There are magics woven into the air, and Madame Madone can see every strand as sure as if she'd stitched it. If you could really see the future, you wouldn't be selling it for a dollar at the market, right? Randy said to everyone. Some in the crowd cheered him on, and others started to boo. Come on, she'd be working for some king or queen. She'd be advising a president. The crowd started to shout again, but Madame Madone cut them off by shouting louder still. A strange, undulating moan reverberated from her throat, and her eyes rolled back in her head. Ooh, child, loud child, I'm having a vision! She leaned back, letting the colored incense smoke waft and curl around her in mystic swirls. It's you, in the future, and you're working! You're working hard! I see calloused hands and cows. Yes, the veil has parted for me now. She turned and looked at Randy, face stretching into a smile. You're going to shovel cow poop for a living. There was a gale of laughter and Randy felt his cheeks burn and tears sting at his eyes. He turned and ran away, taking a little solace in the fact that some people left the line with him glaring at Madame Madone. Randy didn't wait for them. He kept running, past the line, past his own booth, and past the crowds, behind the hill where the sellers left their wagons. He stopped among the wagons, panting. Tears still stung at his eyes, and he blinked until he was sure they had run their course, wandering aimlessly through the parking lot. He was just readying himself to head back to his pickle stall when he rounded a corner and stopped. He found himself face to face with a black and purple wagon painted in strange mystical symbols. On the side, it read, Madame Madone, soothsayer and star singer, in golden script. Blousy liar, he said to the wagon. No one can see the future. 
He thought about taking some petty revenge, like drawing a mustache on her sign or wiping a booger on her door handle, but decided that he was better than that. Besides, the smoky incense smell was so strong by the wagon, Randy could hardly breathe. As he had that thought, he started to cough. What in the world? he thought. But then he saw. The wagon was spilling thick smoke from the gaps around the door, smoke so dark and fragrant it was like trying to breathe through a bottle of perfume. For a moment, Randy thought it was just more incense, but then he saw a flicker of orange flame licking at the wood. The wagon was on fire. Madame Madone, he yelled, running back into the market. Madame Madone, you've got to come quick. He ran past the people waiting in line, ignoring their shouts and shoves. He skidded to a halt in front of the soothsayer, trying to speak and catch his breath at the same time. Madame, Madame Madone, he gasped. Wagon, the wagon is, is fire. Here again to disrupt my mystical machinations, she intoned, loudly enough for everyone to hear. Should I look into your future again? Her eyes rolled back, the incense billowing in fairy tale swirls. No, please! I'm trying to work and you won't leave me be, so now I must reach for the inky tapestry of the celestial orchestra. The veil is parting like gossamer rain. I see the days before and behind. They stretch up and down as a single tree and I move branch to branch. The spirits are speaking, the earth vibrates in time, and mercury slows in retrograde to answer. Just listen, your wagon! But of course, she didn't listen. She talked louder, 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 drowning out even Randy's shouts with her trained stage bellows. More interruptions? I see dark fortunes on your door, boy. I see a grim hound slouching at your heels. Locusts come for your crops, wolves for your sheep. A dark wave in the stars gives the rhyme and meter of your doom, boy. Listen to me, your wagon is on fire. Doom, boy, doom and thunder. I see the dams breaking and sweeping through your home. I see you poor and abandoned by the moon and stars, adrift upon a fairy wish with no hope for salvation. Come, you astral wanderers, you mystic children, the song of the stars resonate in the ears of me, the miraculous, the mellifluous, the monumentous Madame Adone. I am the soothsayer. A shrieking whistle split the air. People cringed and ducked and threw themselves down on the dirty street. From behind the hill, back where the wagons were parked, bright blue sparkles rose into the sky. They crackled and racked and then all at once burst with thunderous detonations. Mystical sprays of indigo sizzled across the sky and the air was suddenly pregnant with the sweet reek of incense. Like I was saying, screamed Randy over the panicking crowd, your wagon is on fire. My wagon, screamed Madame Madone, her strange voice suddenly startlingly normal. I left my incense burning. Oh no, oh no, my things, my fireworks. She leapt up so fast that her blue-silver wig fell free, revealing a rather normal head of dirty blonde hair. My money! She ran across the market, 
meeting the fire brigade already on the way with their buckets of water and sand. Some soothsayer she is, called a woman who had been waiting in line. Couldn't even see that she was going to burn her own wagon down. There was a chorus of agreement, and suddenly everyone pushed forward, taking their money back from the box she'd left on her little table. When they cleared out, there was nothing left but a single, crinkled bill. Of course, they were a friendly people, and even though she had been a fraud, they were nice enough to build the soothsayer a new wagon. She was nice enough to ride it straight out of town. She never came back, and stars or no, Randy went on to live happily ever after. And he didn't even have to shovel any poop. The End Today's story, The Soothsayer's Fire, was an adaptation of an Aesop's fable written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, make a monthly donation at patreon.com stories, check out all of our merch available at storiespodcast.com shop, or simply tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening!